What's up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Hum After Dark After Show, where we sit down with Odd Wilson and discuss his musical career and uh, get a little more information on that paper mache head. All right. All right. Here we are. Station 8 Productions live. What are we at? February 22nd, 2021, after the great snowstorm. Snowpocalypse. Still boiling the water. Yep. Trying to survive, stay hydrated. Yeah, MLG and W uh, not making it easy. No, it's pretty wild. Boiling. The Y'all water. been making it? We... I mean, yeah. Well, how can you not? You know. Yeah. No other choice, right? <laughs> I'm just glad we didn't have any pipes burst or anything. That's that terrified me. My house flooding or something like that in the middle of freezing weather like that. Because I saw some videos, man. Yeah. That's a bunch of videos, especially in Texas, man. It's yeah, it's bad wild. down there. Um, I you know it's it's been uh it's been a challenge, especially for me, but um. Uh, I'm sure it's been a challenge for everybody. So, but I think um, streets are clear now. We good. We ready to rock and roll again. And hopefully, this water situation, whatever the hell it is, I thought they told me I couldn't take a shower. So, I was just boiling water and putting <laughs> it in the bathtub and taking yeah. baths and stuff. Man. Just doing old school. But um, you yep. just can't drink the water. So, hopefully, we'll get some normalcy back. Yeah. Hopefully. That uh, voice of reason over there is Mr. Odd Wilson joining us today. Hi, hello, hello, hello. Sitting here with Drew Beats and Drew Beats and Station Eight. How y'all doing in this this uh, was it afternoon? It's afternoon. Yeah. It's close <laughs> enough. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> A good chance to talk is what it is. Yeah, man. man <laughs> Sit doing, down and talk doing about really it. Good man. Glad to be back after that week of not being here. Pretty much. Yeah. Working from home. Yeah, and just before that week. We had you in for a live set. Yes, y'all yeah. did, and they had a great time. I appreciate y'all for having me. It was a really dope Absolutely, set. Absolutely, man. I, it was awesome. I enjoyed the atmosphere. I enjoyed um, the setup. I enjoyed um, watching other people perform. It was dope. My man Drew here killed it. I enjoyed watching him, as always. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I feel that. like I'm learning it. Still learning and watching him do his process, and it's it's it's, it's dope, man. It's dope. I, I enjoy. I appreciate it. that, man. For real, dude. Same <laughs> same goes for you, man. You've been uh, absolutely killing it, and seeing you just like evolve as a music producer and a DJ has been awesome. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate man. that. I'm I'm trying to get it perfected as much as I can, but it's, sure. been, it's been a process, though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, y'all guys got a nice setup. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every minute of it. Sweet, man. I appreciate that, yeah, man. A lot of that was you making the atmosphere, though. I mean, they give, be giving you the stage, but you're the one making it over there. I, I try to, man. I try to make it uh, friendly when I be on around folks and try to make it, you know, you know what I'm saying, edgy and whatever. But not not so much edgy, but just fun. Just fun. Just having fun on stage. Even though sometimes it can be a little difficult with the... The, the we got to talk about it. All right. So, I mean, every, so people listening to this, they've been they're, they're, they see the video. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on. What is going on with that? Like, is that's is something completely different. The, the mask, the head, like, like, what is it even made of? Like, it's made out of paper mache. Um, a girl from the uh, Memphis College of Art. Her name is Patricia Wilson. She designed it for me. I had designed the logo back in early 2017. And I needed somebody to make this head for me. Um, I guess I can go into like a little backstory of I Wilson a little bit then. Yeah, yeah let's man. hear it, man. Um, okay, so I've been doing music for a long time, since I was 18 years old. Um, my favorite producers was like Dr. Dre, Timberland, Kanye West, you know, all those 
you know, all those guys at that time frame. So I decided to develop, you know, to drive into music. Of course, I, I went to school and wasn't feeling school that much. I was going to school for robotic engineering. Then I switched my major to film and writing. Then, you know, whatever. But music was just, it just drew me. So I decided to drop out of school and pursue music. And was doing it and, and had some success, some little minor successes here and there. And What kind of support did you have when you made that choice? My parents was 100% supportive. They mm. let me stay in the house as long as I could. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they they was, I, 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 I give it to them. They the real MVP. They supported me. Like, you know, they didn't like put no money behind it or nothing like that, but they just let me stay in the house and let me do my thing. Right. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, shout out to them for, for letting me do that. And um, that was the support. And I mean, even though the, the, the idea seemed a little far-fetched and crazy and it wasn't logical at all, I should have finished school, but, you know, I just, I just had- Passionate. To, yeah, I was passionate about it. I just wanted to explore it. For sure. And- um DJing was far off the radar. We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> it was just production, production, production. That's all I was obsessed with. I was just obsessed with it. Um, the 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 way they conjure up these beats and the way they put stuff together, I was just obsessed with it. So I had to, you know, I had to find out how they do this. And I, through my journey, I was developing, you know, some stuff and it got some, to some people and I was able to get my music in different places that I never thought I would. I got it into the Coca-Cola commercial, uh, Ghoul Salon. Ghoul Salon is just a little local. Little oh, yeah. yeah in, in I know yeah. well. Yeah, I did that, and uh, I collaborated with some amazing people along the way. I collaborated with this producer from Memphis named Jazzy Faye and uh, Carlos Brody and all these different great people. And I was in this little position where I uh, worked my way up into and, and was able to work with some amazing people. In the process of that, you know, when you're on a journey on things, you're going to have some downtime. And um, when all this stuff was happening, there was just a, this period where there was just a slope. And um, it was a real big slope where I was like questioning, should I keep going with this? Because it wasn't fun anymore. Because the more you, the more I got into it, the more you start realizing that you know people don't want to pay for things. People sell you dreams, and it's not real. You know they put they people like to talk and put themselves on pedestals, like they just really had the opportunity and they really don't. And it's it's very disappointing. And it's 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 like, damn, I you know I put all my work and time into this person. I work with so many different artists and put music behind them, and it went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, and. Uh, that's a tough pill to swallow, especially when you like spending hours and hours and hours trying to get something out of them and just push them. And we just collaborate. And it's just the best feeling in the world when you collaborate with people in the studio and they, all of us on the same frequency, we're all working towards something. That's the best feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like we're coming up with ideas. Like once we get done with the record, how the video going to look and stuff like that. And none of it get done. It's just like it's very disappointing. Mm. And... Um, I think uh, back then too, I don't think I was 100% there when it came to production neither because as much as I um, I believed in myself enough to get places, I don't think my production was quite as how it is now. And, um, you know, I didn't realize that until I just started working with other producers and I'm like, damn, okay, maybe I'm not <laughs> as good as I thought because like, shit, Timberland Protege came in and knocked my shit out the park i like damn <laughs> i don't even want to play my stuff man you got something man i'm like no no <laughs> nah, you kind of killed me with that uh um, definitely be daunting man 
Yes. And so I, I'm getting to the I was. So, okay, so 2015, 16, I went to a partnership with uh, uh, where we, we was cool at one point. And we got a house, we had a studio, whatever. And that was like my last like line of defense with it because at this point I was like, there's nothing happening. There's you know I'm constantly sending my music, nothing's getting back. I'm trying to work with people, but it's like I I lost inspiration because it's like okay, you're getting all this music, but you're not doing anything with it. And it's like I I'm I, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So pairing up with this guy, try to get a studio going, and I was my idea was like you know basically what y'all were doing, what y'all doing now is like we push the studio, we work with people, we bring them in, we do the. His idea was to push this certain artist and just focus on it, and that's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of, you know, clashed with that, and then I just kind of like, well, I don't know what else to do. Like, I don't know what else to do. Started a beat star or sound click on one of them, Johnson. I was just like, okay, I put it out there, and it's just, I don't know. I was just lost, man. I didn't know what to do, and um, I um, how I Wilson was conjured up was that it's this, um, you know, I when I went to school, I went to a uh, school for film and writing. I wrote this short film called 10 Years of Nonfiction, where it was like a little bio about me and it's just like, you know, autobiographical, but I made it funny. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I was stuck in my parents' basement and my life wasn't going anywhere and I'm meeting up with my friends and they all doing great and, and I'm still stuck in my parents' basement and I'm watching porn and I'm just working this job and it's just it's just funny. It was just funny and I had an imaginary friend Named Bubba that kept me company. <laughs> it's it's a funny and I I want to revisit that, but that was like one of my like little essays for school, and um, I just remember how funny it was. And then it's I don't know, like I don't know if y'all believe in omens or if things just kind of where stars aligns or whatever. But that uh, that particular week when I read reback went back and reread the script of it, and um, uh, that week I saw this movie called Frank. If any of y'all seen the movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's, dude, that's what it reminds <laughs> yeah, me yeah. of. Yeah, sure. so I, I watched this movie called Frank. And, you know, at this time, I'm I'm still kind of like depressed. I can't make any music. I can't conjure up anything. Can't do nothing. And um, I watched Frank, and it was just funny as hell to me. It was just funny. And I just couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, man, what is this really? I wonder, has anybody done this? And... Um, I was like, well, let me look this up. And I, I found out where the, the director and the writer of the movie, where he conjured up the idea for Frank. He got it from this guy named Frankie Siderbaugh from London, who, you know, he was wearing the helmet as well. And, and he had like a mental disorder or whatever, but that's where he got it from. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me pick up that mental. Let me take that on. And uh, I, I was like, I know there's a big responsibility and I talked to some people from the UK. They was like, I don't, we didn't know Americans was on this type of stuff or listen, look at Frank. I was like, yeah, yeah. I like Frank Side of Bob. So I um I made the decision. And I was like, you know, I was like in my late 20s. I was like, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know. And I was questioning it. And I was like, well, you know what? Let me go on try it and sketch some ideas. And, yeah, man. and I came up with the logo and I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is gonna work. 
And um, I said, I don't know what I'm gonna name him though. What am I? What's the name? And it's like, and I was just thinking, like, you know, for a good portion of my life, people always say you weird, you're odd. And I was like, you know what? Let me just say, right? I just sketched some names down. It's like odd. I like odd. Was it because it's gonna be odd fellow? I tried to do odd fellow, but somebody took that name. I saw a few people take that name. I was like, okay, you can't. That's scratched off. I was like, I was, you know, at that time I was getting back into my comic book reading and there was a Deadpool comic book. And I was like, okay, Wade Wilson was his last. I say, like, all right, Wilson. All right, that sounds a little cheesy. I don't know about that. <laughs> then another another little situation happened. This all happened in one week. And and um, I was looking on TV and Castaway was on with Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> yeah, and That's he was, awesome. and it, it was at that scene too yeah. when he was screaming <laughs> Wilson. I was like, I my face was like, <laughs> and then it's it like the lights, the lights, yeah, the lights was just going, the lights were flickering in the house. I was like. That's it, I Wilson, and that's where it started. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Man. It's incredible, man. Yeah, so and it just worked out. Yeah, it just worked out. And I was like, okay, now I got the name, I got the logo, I need a bio for this guy. And the only thing that I can conjure up was the, the 10 years of nonfiction, my short story. And mm. that's basically where I based the premises of the struggling musician, still trying to find his way. and shy and kind of shelter his way from life because you know of the the failures or whatever so that's yeah. that's kind of like where i got the premise of i wilson dude that's I, so cool man yeah, i had no idea about all i that. never told anybody about this story yeah yeah you know what i'm saying and it, was, it just came from my short story well, and man, i appreciate you sharing that because yeah, that's super that's, cool dude yeah that's super awesome and um i then the journey started i had to find somebody to make the hit <laughs> I love didn't, it. The head, man. Yeah, it's I didn't. I legendary. Didn't, and I didn't know how I was gonna do it. I was like, "How am I gonna do this? Who who can I hit up?" And um, I was working. I was a property manager for the storage company. I had an assistant, and um, she was like, uh, "I was telling her I like that logo." I was like, "Thank you. I'm trying to find somebody to make this logo come to life." She said, "You should go to the Memphis College of Art." Yeah. You know, they they, yeah. they they making hook you up and you won't have to pay so much. And I was like, okay. So I went up to the Memphis College of Art, didn't know where to start or where to look for. I just put up a flyer like, hey, um, you know, I'm looking for somebody to make this head come to life. Um, get at me. And I was hitting up the the people that, you know, the, the administrators and stuff. I was like, do y'all have a student that could use some extra points that need some money, you know what I'm saying? I could just throw them some money and, and use the extra points to create this because I really need this. Right. And they they hooked me up with Patricia and um, she had some uh, background in paper mache and, and designing it. That wasn't her forte, but she knew how to do it and mm -hmm. that's where the journey started. Man, that's so cool, dude. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, I told her, like, I wanted to do it like Frank. I wanted the head to look like this. Yeah. I think on the first go around, um, you know, this stuff is trial and error because I just know there's no blueprint on how I can do this. Right. Like, I try to look up like how Dead Mouse do how uh, Dead Mouse started his stuff and He's how got he, little fans in the back of his. Yeah, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> Luxury, we, we, she wasn't. She was good at designing it, but not designing in a way where we didn't think about none of this stuff. Right. Like you know, shows me on stage, how I feel on stage, wearing it. We didn't think about none of this stuff. Like I said, there was no real blueprint to it. 
And I knew she just didn't have the, first of all, she didn't have the time because she was getting ready to graduate. Right. And we didn't just have the time to just kind of like, like really. Figured out. Yeah. yeah. So we just, just trial and error, bro. And we just went in and then I started doing some research and that's when I started like practicing on my DJ techniques and. Yeah trying to make that transition over because I already was a musician because I can play the keys and whatever, but just to like go on stage and, and make, you know, trans transfer from me being in the studio to me being on stage yeah. with just a whole- Being a performer, yeah, mm -hmm. It was a different process. And yeah. I started watching people and that's how I found out about Pretty Lights. I was like, damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> so he's actually taking samples and making them into like EDM tracks and doing it. I was like, that's amazing. And- um it's been a journey, bro. Yeah, it man. has been a journey for sure. These last three years, it's been a journey, and that's how I Wilson kind of started, man. And it's just been trial and error ever since. So tell me about the music of Odd Wilson, then. Like, what what's what's inspiring you there? Okay, so the music, um, the music went through a lot of trial and errors too. I got to the that was always my issue, like trying to because. I can do electronic music, but I wasn't like that proficient in it because there's a lot of details when you're making that stuff. You know, the risers, the extra, extra added percussions, the drums, the swings. Everybody have their different style. And I was trying to find out like what, who is close to my production style that I can do and I can kind of make my own way, but they kind of like they kind of like in their range of where I'm at. Right. And it was hard to Dude, find it's it. It's always hard to find that, man. I mean, yeah. Well, like maybe not always for some people, but for me, I know exactly what you mean. Like yeah. it's hard to find that one producer that's like, oh yeah, I sound like that. Yeah. Which, it, in my opinion, is probably a good thing, you know? Yeah. That you, that you can't find that. Yeah, it is as easily. Yeah, it wasn't. And I was I was trying to find um just anybody, like I tried marshmallow, but I was like, his stuff a little too it's okay. It's not. It's not particularly me. Yeah. I like chords and I like you know synths and stuff, but it right. wasn't particularly me. And then I, and I came on Mr. Carmex. I was like, Oh man, yeah, okay. <laughs> What's yeah. up? <laughs> yeah, this, that was that was his stuff is closer to mine. And I was like, Okay, let me let me start creating. And I just started creating. I didn't. There was no like you know I didn't know if it was gonna pan out or whatever. And that's why I came up with the Welcome to Iville. That was my first EP, and um, I, you know, I didn't. Where can hit. we find that if we want to hear it? Oh, Welcome to Ivy is on SoundCloud. You can go back and listen to it. However, the 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 I want to use the artwork, but uh, for whatever reason, the distributors wouldn't let me do it because of this. A where's Waldo uh, art cover? You trying to find my head through that? Yeah. Oh, I got it. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, you can go on SoundCloud and listen it's on to SoundCloud. it. Yeah. Nice. So you can just check okay. that out. Cool. And it was just all organic, man. I just started like piecing through that. And I was so excited. I was just so ripped. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be great. I was just <laughs> yes. so excited creating because I was not creating for somebody else. I was creating for me. And right. it, was, it was like pure ecstasy. Yeah, man. And um, I created. Uh, welcome to Iville. And, um, you know, by that time, I think late 2007, the head was done. It was it was done. And I started doing some promo on Instagram. I got people's attention. And, uh, you know, I, you know how you have an idea. You want everybody to be as enthusiastic as you are about it. Oh, yeah. 
it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, Rarely. It doesn't work that way. Um, I would tell people and they're like, it's so cool, but they didn't know what it was and they didn't, they didn't understand it. And maybe I didn't have a clear vision about it neither, but I knew what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go with it. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that everybody's going to be on board. So there was a lot of people I had to kind of like let go because I just didn't, they didn't understand the vision or they wasn't trying to help. Right. I'm mm -hmm. doing all this. I pay for the head. I got the logo. I designed the website. I I I designed the album cover. You made the investment. I made the, the investment. Work. I put in the work, and uh, I had to. You know, there was no engineer at that time that I could find that could mix my stuff. So I did my own mixing, and um, I did all that. I did all that. The, the first year, it was it was rough. It was rough, but it was worth it. And um, so yeah, that's where Welcome to Ivy came from, just creating and just organic. And then I think early 2008, that's when I did my first show at Canvas. Shout out to oh, uh, nice. oh, yeah. Shout out to my Canvas. boy Rob. Uh, is that Robert Clover? Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Clothes, yeah. He, yeah. I remember back when I saw him uh, when he was doing promotion for shows that we were playing and stuff. Yeah, that was my first gig, and uh, so that was 2018. 2018. Yep, sure. that was my first gig. You remember uh, who else played that show? It was just me. Was it? It was just me. Nice. And How long did you play? Two hours, bro. Wow. Nice. That's a good How was set, the helmet? Man. It wasn't good. <laughs> Dude, I was about to say, was that the longest set you've ever played with that yeah. helmet? That was actually one of my questions. Is the and, longest and, you and, had to wear that? And who showed up was Gutted Nation. The yeah. whole family came through. That's yeah. my first time meeting them. Yeah. And, uh, shout they, out to Gutters. Yeah, shout out to Gutter. They came to my first show, and they, they amped me up, and we had a ball. That's awesome, man. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Uh, Brett, you know, Juice, yep. a.k.a. Juice came Shout to me. Shout out, Juice. Man, you know, you got to know how to transition your music, man. I was like, hey, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> but uh, I started doing some more research, and I started practicing more. And, um, yeah, that was 2008. That was my first gig, and it was, it was a success. Yeah, man. And then it's like, okay. Did that? Where can we go from here? And then 2018, 2018 was interesting because Welcome to Ivy did good, but I didn't know how to push the music. Like I didn't know like right. what how to proper build a, promotion. Yeah, <laughs> or how to build an audience on community. Yeah, so man, it's, it's hard. I also love lo-fi music too. And I started putting out some lo-fi stuff. And but say so you got a bunch of beat tapes out, right? I do, I do, I do. And none of them sound like Welcome to Ivy. And I kind of, I kind of regret that because I kind of deviated from what I originally did. It just kind of went to this lo-fi venture because when I started doing the lo-fi stuff, the people was just kind of like constantly. Yeah. Man, a lo-fi backlog never hurt anybody. Yeah, I'm about to say, man. I think yeah. just always have it. Yeah. Anybody, man. It's yeah, just, it's good stuff. It, it is, it is, and it's it's very relaxing. It's very cool. But some people just started like characterizing me in that category and i was like because mm, they liked it like this because that's all they heard from me was oh, okay because yeah, that's all it was making playlists yeah because after uh i welcome to ivy i released lost lo-fi beats and they got more streams than welcome mm -hmm. to ivy then i released coffee and donuts and they got even more streams than welcome to ivy yeah that's around the time that we started yeah because that's that i mean okay. that's how i first thought of you as just a lo-fi producer honestly because yeah. like that's what i was seeing but then when we started hanging out and collabing i was like oh dude you can do you know yeah i can all, do I, I can do it all and yeah. um and it was uh it was just interesting and to that i just went into this lo-fi vibe but it, it got me it got me it opened doors for me though because i got more shows out of that 
Not to mention, um, it just provided me more opportunity. I was getting ready to meet some some people that was huge in the lo-fi industry that's mm -hmm. doing good. And, you know, it was just opening doors. But I was still kind of questioning, like, well, I don't just do lo-fi. And 2018, I did maybe two shows. I did two at Canvas, and then I kind of went through a little dry spell for a minute. And then I released, the, you know, the lo-fi stuff. That's when you and me met. Then 2019, yeah. things was just amping stuff up, mm -hmm. just amping up, amping up. First part of the year, didn't really do nothing. Second part, you know, I think was that uh, Mark, shout out to Mark from Growlers. Mark was like, if you want to throw a show here, we'll let you do it. Is that it. Mark Shrek? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to that guy, man. They, oh, yeah. Shout, shout out to out Mark. Yeah, shout out to one of Growlers. Yeah, great shout, people. Yeah, he's great people. Shout out to him. And, um, I'm going to try to bring him in here, man. I've, he, I've been should. seeing him promote shows since 10 plus years ago, back when we were kids. You should. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really good dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, he's always a solid guy. And uh, he was like, if you want to throw a show here, you can do that. And, you know, I, I'm a true believer. Like, the, the energy you put in the universe is what you get back. And I had tons of energy. I still had tons mm -hmm. of enthusiasm for art. And uh, through the show, the first lo-fi show, because I was trying to bring that to Memphis, right. you know, mm -hmm. because Atlanta had a nice little thing going on with Controller Rise, and L.A. had B, was it B Clubs and B Cinema, and they had all these different things going on in L.A. So I was trying to bring something to Memphis and just showcasing people that, uh, that like lo-fi music want to come out and do it. And uh, the first show was okay. I, th I think a lot of producers don't understand what lo-fi is. They just kind of was just playing beats on stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no transitions. And I was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Y'all gonna y'all gonna hurt yourself not no transitions in the beats or nothing. Y'all just playing beats on stage. Yeah. So it was successful. And then after that, you put me on shows, and I was just getting a lot of gigs from all the way down to 2009. It was a good year. It was yeah, a man. good year, and I went to. Did my first show out of town. I was to say you played what St. Louis was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that man. That was awesome. That was a dope set, and it was fun. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of uh, it's a lot of energy in that green room. That's lot awesome. Of, yeah, some drug usage, uh, <laughs> some cocaine in there. Dude, dude, run out. I ain't gonna say who the artist was, but he run in and he was doing like a dubstep. Vaporwave type set. It was yeah. it was crazy. That's bro. nuts, man. I don't yeah, even know how it, those, that works. That's dope, though. Yeah, he 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 hit a line and he'll run back on stage. I know. What he would do? What he would do is he would have somebody in the crowd like, "Hey, take over my set real quick." No, <laughs> way. are you serious? Yeah, he would say, "Hey, take over my set real quick. I gotta run somewhere." That's, co that's commitment to something, man. He'll run back and he'll lines like, "Ah, oh, you sure you don't want?" Like, no, go I'm ahead, good, bro. Man. And he'll run back out and just. Scream on the mic and just he had the crowd just going, bro. I was oh, like, man, that's hilarious. And I'm like, y'all want me to come behind it? Like, <laughs> shit. <laughs> y'all want awesome. me? And um, I met Bonus Points. Bonus Points is another great producer. Um, he do a lot of future funk stuff, and he was like, kind of like the first to get on Chill Hop, and oh, yeah. he had his stuff streamed on there, and it was cool meeting him. I had built a relationship with him, and that's awesome. So St. Louis was a was a win. I just think the energy died when I came on stage because after all this shit and I was like, it was, it was done. But I kept a good relationship with those people in, in, in St. Louis. I did another set with them last year. So yeah, cool. it was dope. That's but awesome, yeah, man. it's been a journey. So yeah, that, I know that was a long-winded question, no. but 
Well, but so you, you've been playing music a long time and you've been through a pretty big journey and this Odd Wilson is kind of a recent development, yeah? So Odd Wilson was yeah. like the, a rebirth, but also I, I designed Odd Wilson kind of like a, a fuck you to everybody <laughs> that... Well, so would you like in the, in the, I guess, the height of your last generation of music creation in your life and then Odd Wilson, how would you compare like how you feel about it? You happier doing what you're doing now? Yes, I'm more free. I'm more mm. free, but it it has to set best because as an artist, you have to know how to balance out when you have those dry periods and how to keep yourself going to where when things are progressing, you want to kind of keep a, a structure going. It's kind of hard to do that when you don't have like it's just it was just me. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime you see me at the show, it's just always me. You may see some girl with me. I don't, I don't know, say every now and then, <laughs> but uh, it's just it's just me. And and along the way, it's just like you know when things are just progressing, you just kind of have to you know you have to just kind of keep up straightforward and just stay focused and keep things organized. But um, yeah, I, I definitely say I Wilson was probably like. The most fun as I ever done, and I haven't even fully got it all the way to where I wanted to because I didn't just create it just for the music aspect. For it was more so just this would be an opportunity to to write again and create mm -hmm. really cool content and sketches and ideas that I want to use and basically play a, a mockery of the the music industry, kind of like we're Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to kind of like I definitely want to do that because. It's the music industry is funny. It's some yeah. funny. It's some funny oh, it's, individuals. It's, in it's, it? it's, uh, it's, it's something. Man. <laughs> Have you had some downtime to to work on this in the last year with everything that's happened? Yes, the limiting. Been, I've been getting back into writing, and uh, I want to shoot some sketches and some uh, concept ideas, and, and be able to do that and put music behind it and mm -hmm. promote whoever wants to be involved in it. And yeah, so I've been I've been doing it a lot. So yeah. Well, speaking of sketches, I know you uh, mentioned film. You talked about comic books and things that were really important to you there. And like, I know that's probably played. Has that has that played a role in music at all for you, or is it just something that like kind of is that unwind time? Like what? Because I know that you do a lot. You have a podcast, right? I think that's even yeah, revolving the, around yeah movies. This uh, content, uh, the Tuna Fish Special Podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, I go. Where, by where, my, where can we find that? You can find that on Spotify. Okay, right here next to us. Then. Yeah, Spotify, Sweet, Apple Music, whatever. Link that in the description. Yeah, I I have not. There's been people that come around. Like I had a recent director that I worked with, John, and we had a really cool concept. I don't know when we're going to ever finish that, where he was going to put me in a video game and, and have me <laughs> like fighting other people. That was that was a dope idea, but yeah, I, don't, that's cool. I don't know whenever we're going to finish that. And, and then I did some stuff with y'all too, so it was like, um, yeah, but I want to do it, but it's just, it, it has to be with the right people that wants to, you know, conjure up some really cool content and just play off each other and just, mm -hmm. you know, we draw a storyboard, we come up with something interesting, but yeah. Um, no, nah, I haven't been able to do that. Not, I want to though. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the brand too. Like I want to kind of venture that into, morph that into other things. Like the projects that I got for odd that I, I want to come out with kind of caters to me doing writing and 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 uh so stuff. so your podcast you're focusing on like other films and you know other uh, like other things going on and like yeah just other films and i just have random conversations with people and i just mostly talk about films probably films you ain't never heard of and never even seen and i just want to kind of keep like a vault of things that people haven't because some of these movies i feel like they're not going to be around 
too much longer because you know as streaming becoming get lost in the amount of yeah it's gonna get lost in the amount of uh technology because as streaming getting popular we're gonna see less and less of these types of movies i think Tubi right now doing a good job of keeping up some of the old stuff that i used to watch as a kid so yeah yeah but yeah that i do want to implement that with the i wilson brand for sure make it real cinematic like I had this whole idea when I come on stage and I have these lights going and have some strings, some orchestras down there just playing yeah, some man. music, <laughs> you know, just making a real big spectacle and having a cool little light show. And like, I, I want to make it cinematic for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think you've set yourself up really good for that, you know, with the whole persona you can't built, miss it. You can really yeah. take it. Can't miss know. Odd Wilson. Yeah, exactly. But I also too, I want to add the humor because I do have a sense of humor. It's dry, but it's a sense of humor. Yeah, I love it. It's the yeah, best kind, man. Yeah, and uh, I I want to add that to the element because you know that's part of my personality. You know, so I'm I'm not always like this serious person or whatever. Some people thought I was just too serious. I just uh, I'm I'm guess I'm like an introvert extrovert. Like sometimes I could be just really to myself. And if I feel comfortable with you, then I kind of let the other side of me come out and just kind of be funny and goofy and whatever have you. So. That's yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully the podcast too lends itself to giving you an opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be it, more of yourself, talk more freely about your ideas, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people be tripping off when I do certain things and talk about like my ideas on things. When I had those freestyle twos and when I just talk about random shit and mm-hmm. just, you know, basically ranting a little bit or whatever. So, yeah, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. But uh, – like the podcast is just separate from odd. It's more like a thing, like you know, it's more of a personal thing. Where odd okay. is more like uh, me just building something up with this character and trying to get it out there a little bit more and showing those aspects of me, where it's comedy, cool. music, um, just storytelling overall. And I feel like that's um, that's a big thing that's lacking thereof in music. It doesn't matter where it's coming from, whether it's an EDM producer or a rapper, there's no storytelling anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just lack thereof. And that's kind of like... Um, Tension spans are short. Very short. It's hard short, to tell a story. Very short. And then somebody made a good point to me about the... I came out with a pro, lo-fi project called The Love Letter to Dilla, which is available everywhere. Uh, he was like, man, I haven't seen... Uh, you actually made a beat tape with a concept behind it. I haven't, nobody, I haven't seen it before, and that's dope. And I was like, "Thank you, thank you for realizing that." And um, and yeah, you don't you don't see that too much anymore, where people ain't putting stories together. And, and I can tell you uh, a story with my beats along the way, and just kind of like have you go through that journey and make it fun. And that's kind of like where I wanted to uh, take uh, odd and, and do that with. And um, that's where I want to go. So is that 2021? How are you going to get there? What's the plan? The plan, <laughs> I don't know. It's starting from ground zero right now, but I, I do have a project that I did haven't released called the Electric Lady Love Honeycombs. <laughs> say that That's five awesome. times. Yeah, and uh, I, I, the Electric Lady Loves Honeycombs. <laughs> and the album yes. cover, you have seen the album cover, Yeah. Too. Yeah, with me feeding Jimi Hendrix guitar honeycomb series. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I have a whole concept about that. And it's going back to 10 years of nonfiction. And basically, odd is, you know, I don't want to go to the, too much of the script, but it's, it's basically like me going back in time trying to steal Jimmy Hendrix's guitar to be famous. <laughs> Man, that's awesome, dude. Hell <laughs> so yeah. I want to, yeah, I got Looking forward I, to that. Yeah, I got ideas. And that, that project is more like me going back to what I liked to do before I even got into like just 
train because you know production you have to set yourself up with working on different styles of production to try to make yourself you know relevant to now for sure uh i was always a fan of flying lotus before you know what i'm saying so oh, he was yeah. one yeah and um i wanted to kind of cater this style but i like um certain edm producers like i know you don't like grits <laughs> but who uh grits What's his name? Isn't that Grizz? G-R-I-Z. Grizz, Grizz, yeah. Grizz, yeah. Yeah, I like Grizz. You like him? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's not up there with pretty lights for me. Nah, he's not, but I like the ideas that he bring, like the original sounds and doing stuff like this. I kind of catered this project more towards some funk, some soul, some cool stuff. That's why it's taking me so long to do it, because I have something and be like, Nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. So it's it's it's, it's, it's a process for sure. But um, yeah. Hopefully y'all hear this soon, man. I yeah, haven't man, let I'm I ain't let nobody hear, I ain't let nobody hear that one. And I got a few others under my belt too. So yeah. Hell yeah, man. Stoked. So two thousand twenty twenty one is uh, I can already tell you that I have I got a um, I've been going back into the production mode, and I work with this artist from Columbus, Ohio, named okay. Alexander Dream. He just dropped his album called As of, As Above and So Below. And I did three tracks on that joint. And it's it's dope. It's I, awesome. I'll send you the Sweet, link man. to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh we we're collabing on an EP together. And um, you know, I'm gonna be working with him this year. So I kind of didn't really want to work with artists and I had no intention of doing it because there was nobody that really caught my attention. But with him, when I met him in Columbus, Ohio, in his studio, I saw I, I just saw a person that, that just had some cool ideas, and he just needed to get it out there. And um, the fact that he was rapping on so-called beats that, that's unrappable, as some people would say, <laughs> uh, he was just murdering them. And I was like, you, 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 yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I, man. I like this. So yeah, and now I, I always did want to work with another rapper again. I, Singers are too complicated sometimes. <laughs> Singers are too complicated sometimes. So That's yeah. funny, man. What was what? What do you think is your most proud moment or time in your music career? As far as I don't the, the whole scope, all of it. Ooh, that's a few ones. Uh, get my music on BET. I had two artists go okay. to BET with the Wild Out Wednesday, and one of them uh, performed one of my tracks. One of them won. The other one didn't. That was a good moment. That's awesome. Yeah, that's huge, man. Get my music on Coca-Cola and the NBA. I was yeah. about to say, the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers, Cavaliers man. That was, that was epic. And I that was awful. I can see that on that's Facebook. Awesome. I was freaking out for you, man. That was hey, so, cool. Hey, so cool. You know some, how funny that is? And that's why I say it, the stars have a line and they meant to be. So when they dropped, they dropped on Halloween, right? Yeah. That's when uh, Welcome to Ivyville dropped on Halloween 2017. Oh, I dropped really? it on Halloween, so that was just like... Yeah, man, that's it, crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> that was a good moment. Um, performing on stage with this guy and performing with folks on stage and like just those are like excellent moments and there's just a time in history that I'll never forget. But yeah, like those are some some cool moments and and scoring films. Like I have scored some movies, composed some movies before, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't touch too much on it. But yeah, I scored some little shorts and stuff like that, and one on one some uh, award or whatever. So that's awesome in man. Austin, Texas. And uh, shout out to Philip Abraham who allowed cool. me to score his movie, and uh, that was an epic moment too to to be able to see my music on you know. 
getting yeah. scored. So yeah, that's huge. So yeah, I have pretty some pretty cool moments. Yeah, yeah, and, and sometimes you got to kind of remember the things that you have done to appreciate them a little bit more. T- so that way, other things that does come about, whether it's small or big, just appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, those those are some pretty cool moments, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you you born and raised in Memphis? Yes. Okay, Memphis thoroughbred. Yeah, and um, I, you know, when I got out of high school, I was anxiously enough to to want to run away from Memphis, and like everybody else did, try to do something else. And um, I wanted to go to New York and 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 try that out because I always was a fan of New York and just being there and um, experiencing that was fun. But uh, I have to say, Memphis helped create a I Wilson. You know, me being here and just having that space and time to just exit away from people and just having that space and time to just venture into Midtown and, and walk around and finding that comic book store and finding that inspiration again to get my passion back into uh, creating music. So I, I can honestly say that Memphis helped develop it. You know, even though there's people in Memphis that don't get it, you know, they don't get it. Drew get it, and there's a few other people get it, but. You know, from the outside looking in, people just don't understand what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I can understand it because they've never seen it before. And um, but I can honestly say that Memphis developed the the character. If anything, it did do that for me. That's you know awesome. What I'm saying? And, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. Who? What? What artists do you work with here in Memphis? I know you've got pretty big network of people. That, you, know, you got Drew sitting here. I know you got uh, yeah, more than that. Drew's yeah. cool. <laughs> I work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, Drew's amazing. Uh, Drew, uh, you know we, I've tried to collab with Gilliam, who hasn't, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta really work with him. He's uh he's a crazy dope producer, man. I love his style. I, his style is amazing. But yeah, I've sent him some stuff. He sent me some stuff. It's just kind of in the limbo. Got to same here. Got to really hit him up. Yeah. Uh, but I work with uh I work with a lot of artists. Uh. And you know, uh, there was some that was signed. Uh, this girl named Porcelain, I worked with her in the past. This girl named Jessica, I worked with her. Both of them were signed to Made in Memphis. Uh, hey, I didn't know you worked with Porcelain. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh yeah, we go back, me and her. Nice. <laughs> I know yeah. Nick's worked on some uh, music videos. I saw her. that. I saw. I just never. Mm-hmm. I never brought it up because it's just you know we. We're not in bad terms. I just, I just, you know, I just. It's been a while. Yeah, it's right. been a while. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. So I work with Porcelain. This is before she got signed, though. And Jessica and um, a few artists in Memphis and, you know, mostly a lot of people in Memphis that I work with. So they know me. They just know me as who I was before. They don't know about who I am now. Like I wasn't, right. you know, it's not something I just. Go on my personal page and just promote only if it's just like I'm just showing, you know, I, but they don't know. They don't know the extent of it. Right. And so, yeah, but yeah, I work with a, a lot of people and, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a journey, this music thing. It's been a journey. There, there's times I wanted to quit as all of us do. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Always those times. Yeah. And then, um, sometimes you have to just kind of like remind yourself on why you're doing it in the first place and, and just refill the, the passion again. And sometimes it just takes people like y'all to just keep encouraging me and just keep, you know, keep going. You know, each time that you had me out to do something, I'd probably be in the funk. But then when you had me out, I'd be like, okay, well, I need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but an inspiration to feel it. We got to work together, man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. yeah absolutely. absolutely. And um, just, um, 
those type of things. But yeah, to answer, go back to your answer, there's a few people I work with in Memphis a lot. And I met a lot of interesting people in, in the process of it too. So that's cool, man. Yeah. That's that's quite a story. Yeah, man. I I yeah, it's it's, awesome. it's a it's a so it's a three sixty and as I said before, a lot of people didn't understand it and I shout out to the people who stood by me and did understand it. But um yeah, man, when you decide to make a decision like that, and it's almost like a thing of you know, you would value more as this one thing because it's easy for me to send music to people and people want to work with me. But when I decided I want to go in this direction, it's like, you know, you know, people don't hit you up as much because they, mm-hmm. they're looking at it like, okay, you're trying to do this stuff. And, you know, and, you know, it's not about them anymore. It's, you know, you're doing your own thing now. So I can understand it. But, um, yeah, it's been a journey. And I don't regret it at all. It's been fun. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun watching you evolve it and see. uh, I'm excited for the future of where you're taking it, man. Uh, I'm excited too, man. Been uh, And I've shown people how serious I take it. I picked up finger drumming last year, and that's been been a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Been seeing your videos on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. And I've had people tell me they didn't like what I'm doing, and even though I'm off on certain parts, but that's okay, though. I want y'all to see that. Yeah, man. It's the realness of it, you know? Yeah, because I'm still I'm still learning. I'm not it where my my good friend, my good pal Doc Brass in, in New yeah, York. Shout out Doc Brass. I'm always seeing him. Yeah, video, I love a, I love that guy. I hope machine. y'all I hope y'all meet one day. Y'all should meet. Yeah, I'd one love day. to meet him one day. He's he's a, a comic book enthusiast. He's definitely a, a, a East Coast guy for sure. Yeah, and he know, wears a. Uh, it's not a big helmet, but it's uh, what does he wear? It's a it's a mask. His is a more it's more efficient. It's like it's, it was really made made for him, and and he created this. So it was, it was interesting spending that that week with him in uh, New York, and it was fun. Yeah, so, that's awesome, man. Yeah, but we we had fun, and I was also there when he broke his NPC, and I felt so bad, man. I was like, Damn. oh my god. <laughs> but we we other than that, we had a good time, and I enjoyed my time with him, and I hope I see him again real soon. So yeah, we yeah. Sweet man, it's yes. awesome. All right, well, what should we end it with? Like craziest story from the music industry, like most embarrassing moment. Like what? What? What's it gonna be? What's a good story we can tell before we ship out? <laughs> There's a bunch of stories I can tell you about. I could tell you, uh, <laughs> I could tell you about an artist who took like twelve hours to do a song because he didn't. He felt like he was Lil Wayne or whatever, <laughs> and he can just punch in like just. Constantly punching in like, no, 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 I got this. I got this one verse, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready now. And he just, no, 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 no. All right, all right. All right, hold on. Let me think on no <laughs> And he was just smoking me. I was like, bro, you ain't come with no song. Like, nah, nah, I don't, I don't write, man. Right, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't write, man. Yes, and then, he it, thought it, he was Wayne. Yeah, he thought it was Wayne. It took him like, we was in there from 6 p.m., and then leave the studio to about 7 a.m. on one Oof, song. man. That's brutal. And he, I would have been all right, man. I'm calling it. <laughs> yeah, and he was mad when we started laughing because he thought we were laughing at him. Hey, hey, bro, what y'all laughing at, bro? Y'all laughing at me? <laughs> oh, no. No, I say, ain't nobody laughing at you. We're trying to, we trying to keep ourselves up because you're taking forever in the damn studio. I was, I was trying to keep my composure, but... I was so baked out of my head that night that I ain't, I just lost all feeling. I just held record. I was like, all right, man. That was the longest session ever known to man, bro. I need to go home and take a shower, bro. <laughs>
So that That's was fun. Great, man. Yeah, that was fun. I'm gonna use that in the skit too. I, I got, <laughs> got to. Uh that's a, that's a ton of uh, funny moments that I've had with people in the music industry, and um, you deal with a lot of different personalities, yeah. and egos, and characteristics, and um, it's funny stuff, bro. But yeah, that was one that I had. That was one that I had that was kind of funny. And another one was the one in St. Louis with the guy, the cocaine. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, 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 that's a, a good one. one. <laughs> yeah, good one. And uh, and my dumb ass, they they bought pizza back then. I was, you know, I, I love pizza. That's one of my like. Even if I'm on a diet, if I see it, it's, it's over. <laughs> and can't uh, resist. yeah, I can't resist. And I ate like a lot of pizza back then. And it was time you go on stage. I was like, <sighs> oh man, that's the worst feeling when you're all bloated. Yeah, I'm bloated and I can't get it up. And I was like, because they he he blew the he blew the whole scene out. It was done after he got yeah. off stage. So I was he like, brought oh, the dumb. energy. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was a, that's about it though. That was. Uh, that was about one of my little formula. I got plenty of them. I don't know if there's something I can just talk about. With the <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, that's awesome. But either way, man, really appreciate you coming out, yeah, sharing man, that God. stuff. Appreciate you coming out, playing the set. Everybody man, loved it. It was awesome. Man, I appreciate y'all for yeah. having me, man. And again, y'all doing amazing things in here, and I can't wait to see what else come out. But I, I appreciate y'all having. Appreciate me. it, man. Appreciate Thank the Odd Wilson chapter. And I'm yeah, sure man. we're just starting the. Ch- we're just starting. It, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, we'll be doing more together. Tell us your uh, social media. Yeah, where give we us can a shout out. Everything. Everything. Um, where Odd Wilson is the Instagram. It basically, Odd Wilson. You type in where Odd Wilson, and you'll pull up everything like the SoundCloud, the. Instagram now I'm on TikTok and yeah all that stuff Facebook Sweet. um I had to take the website down because I'm getting redeveloped again and coming up with some new ideas to make it look better nice. so I had to take it down again to develop that but um yeah that's where you can find my music everything awesome man. it's awesome and uh, more merch is gonna come out real soon I I've been just working really hard on trying to get get the right type of merch. I haven't been happy because the cloth is never right. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's always a tricky game. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, that's where you can find me at. So. Awesome, All right, man. Well, thank uh, Wilson. You, thank you, my friend. All right, thank y'all for having me. Stay classy out there. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you want to uh, learn some more information about Odd, you can uh, do so on all of his socials at Where Odd Wilson. And to watch the After Dark live performance, visit our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Station 8 Productions. Thank you guys for listening.